I am Latoya Benton. And Xavier Hill was my son. He was murdered by the state police. Don't bring it over here. Can see me? From Marlborough. He was murdered by DC Metropolitan, the police in their custody. He died in their custody. And they claim that they don't know what happened. They had they had no business arresting him. This is Life After the Impact, a podcast for impacted families by impacted families. The focus is on what happens after the media, the lawyers, and the activists are gone. Impacted families are left to face uh, the loss of a loved one who police sponsored violence. We will focus on their continued fight for justice and how you can grow involved. Can we the one that just walks away? Watch your police take another life today. Leave a loved one's torn to left to say, candles burning. All we do is pray. Yeah. Consent decrees is one part of a bigger strategy. There was a push for the DOJ to open investigations. There was the lawsuit, but not only was there the lawsuit, the lawsuit had policy pieces attached to it. The individual who ended the local ban on no-knock warrant, she became a city council member. The white judge who signed a no-knock warrant was removed by a sister who was an activist in the street. There were all of these shifts that happened in Louisville, Kentucky. And we always say, you know, protests, politics, policy. You got to keep graduating and building that movement out and really building power. And we realized that not only do we have to, do we have to win justice for Breonna Taylor, but we had to take control of Louisville, Kentucky politically. Right. And we had to take control of the whole damn state. That's the next frontier of a lot of this work. It's like, okay, we need accountability. We need justice, but we have to build power. And we got to build a lot of political power because the individuals in office, some of them are not the ones. That's not the they ones. Ain't they ain't it. They ain't it. It's us. It's the individuals who you mentioned who are going to court. Yeah. Individuals who are standing up to police departments, standing up to DAs. We have the individuals in our community, and I see it around the country. That's what I saw in Louisville. It's like we have the answers. We just have to put power behind the end. Individuals, yeah. That's right. And we can create so much change. So, good evening, everybody. My name is Roxanne Johnson. I'm here with my co host, Toya Benton. Uh, Life after the impact stories, and we're here presenting stories for families fighting for justice. How are you doing this evening, uh, Latoya? Good night, you guys. My name is Latoya Benson. I am the mother of Xavier Hill. Um, Xavier was killed by Virginia State Police at the age of 18 on January the 9th, 2021. Um, certainly, we have another guest, you know. Uh, we want to keep on the podcast, as Roxanne said, but we have another guest as well we want to introduce uh, Thelma, if you don't mind, go ahead and introduce yourself, please. Yes, my name is Thelma Mackins. I'm the mother of Jason Lipscomb. He was killed by a guest on your police department um, in July of last year. And yeah, we're so sorry for your loss, Miss um, Thelma. Tell us a little bit about what happened last year when uh, your son lost his life to police violence. 
um, I was at work and my son was, he picked up his um, girlfriend's brothers from daycare. Um, I found out later they had had an argument and he was trying to see his daughters. So he picked up the, the brothers and he took them to my house. Well, the mother called a kidnapping charge on him. So the police came to my house looking for him for kidnapping his girlfriend's brothers. Now they got the kids from my house. They were fine, you know, cause they all lived together. Like all of them, even with my son, they all lived together. So they had the kids, everything was fine, but they still chased my son. They chased him. They had plenty of opportunities to tase him, restrain him or whatever. They chased him and they waited until he got in the car and was driving off because he was scared. Like there's no other way to put it. He was scared. And they shot at him over 39 times mm. until he was dead. Mm. 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 Now I'm reading the comments before we even get started speaking. Um, I'm reading the comments um, as far as the case is concerned. Was there even a reason at all as far as, you know, people always they try to create a narrative. It's not even a reason, you know. They create a narrative as far as, um, what they want the public to believe, right? Mm -hmm. When I was here, I saw numerous of police officers who were approaching the car. Um, as you say all the time, officers love to run to situation, and then they say, "Oh my God, I fear for my life." Right. And to situation, um, what happened with any of the officers after this happened? Nothing. Nothing has happened to any of them. I haven't heard anything about any of them. I went to the police station the next day. They they refused to talk to me. Nobody has, like literally they, they locked the doors of the police station and would not let me in. We were out there for like an hour. They wouldn't come out. Nobody from the police department has even reached out to me since that day. So they released the video and then they said what to the family after that, nothing? Nothing. Mm. Mel, can you go ahead and show on the screen as well? We want people to know who we're talking about. Mm. It's important to put a face um, with the name. And y'all, y'all gotta realize and understand this. Um, it doesn't matter what a person did, right? At the end of the day, the police don't have uh, the permission to be the judge, juror, and executor. Exactly right. I didn't realize that. And it doesn't matter like the narrative of the story. I don't care who's driving the car backwards. Like at any point in time, they got one job. You bring the person in, let the judge, they're supposed to decide what's going on with them, not the police who make those decisions. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. And, and, I, and I think on this, um, on this day, the other thing that's important is that we um, we don't have to defend our our loved ones, right? Because when they when they put a narrative up to try to make like you know the vi the victim was the villain, right? But mm -hmm. how could he have been any threat to him if he any threat to anyone if he's in a fleeing position? I'm not a lawyer, I don't play one on TV, but I'm just saying you can't be in a, a fear of someone who is 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 running away from you. That's right. That's impossible. And so um, was the, the, the district, um, the, the DA for the, for the district and where this um, crime occurred, this crime occurred, 
were they ever um, indicted or, or what did the district DA have to say about it? He, he said nothing, like literally he said nothing since it happened, nothing at all. Mm -hmm. So they chose not to indict the officers or nothing has happened at all. With, what, where is the case? Nowhere? Nowhere. As far as I know, nothing has been done. Um, they, like I said, they've not spoken to me. Nobody's come to me. I haven't heard anything. Like I, I will hear, but that's by my own, by by my own doing, because right. they're going to have to answer to what they did to my son. Mm -hmm. So, as you guys all know, this sounds like the same. I just said, uh, same shit, different day, mm -hmm. uh, same shit, different, uh, different state, right? Uh, as we all know, we here, we what this is probably what our twenty fourth episode, I think, uh, um, something like that, right? So, but even still, we hear the same narrative each time. You got these raggedy ass DAs who are supposed to be in the office to do their job. This happened last year, so why is it a whole other year going by and this family is not getting any answers? That's mm -hmm. it. That should be an issue with anybody, right? Um, we have a call in action we want to show on the screen tonight. Um, tomorrow, we're going to also, I'm going to post it tonight as well. When you guys get the time, make this call. The DA and the kid in Gastonia, his name is Travis Page. You want to call over there and ask them, why the family haven't gotten the answers yet in regards to the case? Again, we got to stop the narrative portion of it. Not, it has nothing to do with what the police did to her son. Mm. And we really as a community have to really realize that because we keep going on with the narrative of what the police say or not, we're gonna be stuck in the same cultural mindset. That's right. Tomorrow, if you guys spend a time, please take your time out of your day to let Pepe's go over there, of course, involved and call tomorrow to the gas station attorney Travis Page. And you're gonna ask about Jason Lip. Is it pronounced Lip Lipscomb? How do you pronounce his last name? I'm sorry. L Lipscomb. Yeah. And, and it sounds like a situation where we do need to apply some pressure because if they're not doing anything, it's because nobody's making them doing anything. And so especially our, our um, pod, podcast listeners down all over the country, but specifically those in near you, where you live down there in North Carolina. Get on the phone. It's only take you five minutes or less to call uh, District Attorney Travis Page and tell him to do his job and to file charges against these um, individuals, these police officers who killed um, this this you know, this sister's uh, loved one. Simple as that. And the reason that they haven't done anything is because nobody's making them do anything. That's what it is. No one's making doing anything at all. Like I said again. When they feel like we, you know, they, they know after a while people might protest here and there, the protests are going to stop. But when they get in the office and you're getting a certified paycheck and no one's holding you accountable for doing your job, that's a problem. What if it was your family? Put yourself in her shoes. And again, who cares what the narrative is? We're talking about what the police did to her son. That's all we care about. That's what we care. When they go to court, it's the narrative of what happened at the point in time what the police did to her son, you guys. So we have to realize that at some point in time, they're in the wrong. You know, uh, another question to our reverence online. I read online he was not armed. Is that right? That's exactly right. He did not have a weapon. The only thing he did was run because he was scared. 
That's it. No weapon or nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's, like I said, I, I think when I watch the videos too, and I know plenty of you all too, y'all like watch the videos or whatever, and I understand that. But y'all, we can't keep leaving the narrative of what police say. Yeah, we uh, we had a time when they said was a uh, cultural conditioning, right? Cultural, cultural conditioning. And culture. that's keep people doing anything because you're like, well, then you know, they the police and they the they put their draws on one leg at a time, just like you and me, and they are prone to mistakes. And the thing about their mistakes are worse than our mistakes. If I made a clerical error on my job, then I just go change the clerical error. But these mistakes they're making are costing people their lives. Yeah. And stop. And we must hold them accountable. Period. They must be held accountable. Now, did he have kids? He had kids as well, right? Could you say that again? How many kids did he have? He had a daughter. Yeah, how old was his daughter? Is his daughter? She, she's two now. Yeah. And, and I've not seen her since since he was killed because the family won't let me see her. I've not seen my granddaughter since my son died. Mm. Yeah. So people got to realize too, like, you know, when these tragedies happen, man, like so many, uh, there's so much aftermath. Again, like this is why the podcast is called Life After the Impact. People have to understand what we actually go through as families on a daily basis, not just with the police, uh, families as well, whatnot. You know, some of the vision happens with the, with the things and the setting experience. So, if y'all as listeners, you could do one thing, man. You could just do one thing tomorrow. It's please call Travis. Give him a call tomorrow. I still will call tomorrow. I asked him why it's been over a year, and the family's got no answers yet as far as the case is concerned. It, if they say he was wrong, go ahead and say you're not going to indict the officers. It should take a year to do so, right? So no this point time. Y'all release the footage already, so what are you going to know with the case? The pressure has to be applied through the community. And these are small towns where there's you know, you're get a whole bunch of media exposure. You guys have social media. It's free. You got TikTok. You got Instagram. You have Twitter. Some of you guys have other social media that we don't even have. It takes a couple minutes to share the hashtag. It's a call that this turns them on in regards to this case. Absolutely. Also, I, I would like to add to, like, when, when they took my son's body that day, they sent it back the next day, complete. They had done their autopsy and everything. It took, I just got his autopsy report last month, but they only, they didn't even keep his body 24 hours. But it took them ten months to give me an autopsy report. So what is the, the autopsy said itself? How many uh, times did it say? Did you read that as well? I did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But can I ask you how many times say he was hit? He was he was hit actually seven times from the thirty nine shots. The other shots were just fired. Like there were kids in the neighborhood. They were just firing. Like just firing. They didn't care. But even that, like, you know, like you said, with the kids in neighborhoods and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's not with the policy. Right. It's, it's not. And, and no one raises concern about that? They, they, they had all other options. Like, they had the canine dogs out there. They had tasers. They, they could have done anything, anything, but they chose not to. They chose to shoot. 
and, we, and we've heard these stories so many times before, Ms. Thelma, where people, where the police officers, law enforcement, they create the crises that they are trained to de-escalate, but they, they actually do the opposite. They escalate it, and then they um, say some bullshit like, I fear for my life. Well, you created a situation. You didn't have to run after somebody who was in a process of fleeing. You know where you live, right? You have some information about them. You can... Hello? Hello. That's my thing. You, I mean, I'm not really one to watch the videos and stuff, but um, sometimes you have stories that are so like conflicting, right? You're like, what the hell y'all talking about, right? Uh, if this man supposedly ran over a police officer, y'all gonna automatically be like, yo, it's a rap, done deal, get it out of here, right? Mm-hmm. That's not what happened. And y'all want to be, uh, you know how you do the whole, we gotta, we gotta pause it right here, we gotta pause it right there. Mm-hmm. Why did y'all run after somebody who's fleeing from y'all anyway? Right. Like you, just, you got his address, you know where he stays at. Right. Right, and, and my thing is, if they were out there for kidnapping and they had the kids, the daycare released the kids to him because he's been there plenty of times with the mom to pick up the kids. Like I said, they all live together. And after it happened, the daycare actually put out a, a statement saying what a well-respected young man he was. Mm-hmm. Like how they were like, like he just was like, he was just that person. If you knew him, you loved him. So the daycare actually put out a statement as well. What did they say? They were they were speaking on his character, of how he just like he, he was just that person. As far as the um, the kidnap, they didn't know nothing about that. But they released the child, the children to him. Now I know because I've been working in childcare over twenty years. If a person is not on the list to pick up, you're not supposed to allow that person to pick up. That's just what it is. But, but so I, I think the thing about people realize this stuff too, we got to realize this, okay? And I'm saying it again. Mm-hmm. And then it's stuff in the thing they found out after the fact, mm-hmm. right? And um, that's that's what they want us to do. They want us to create this whole situation that happened after the fact, whatnot. The officer did none, none of that at all when they went and shot your son. Right. And that, that's about any of that, you know? Right. And, be around putting the pieces of the puzzle together and saying, well, this could have happened, that could have happened. That shit don't matter. It's how you handle him. They could have handled that shit totally different, man, period. I don't care right. if he's going to his grandma. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's how they handled him. And they that's the way I feel, exactly. Y'all ran after a moving car. That's insane. Mm-hmm. You know, where's the policy at in there for that? Mm-hmm. Y'all ran after a moving vehicle. This man's trying to get away from you guys. Y'all got the license, but the car was his, right? It was his girlfriend's car. Well, they knew who the car belonged to. So right. right. So so but we know the situation. Situation is that when they see black and brown bodies, they don't see us as human beings. And so therefore they think they have the right to do anything and everything they want to do. But well, we're saying as no, nah, you don't have a right to do anything and everything you want to do to our loved ones. And as a matter of fact, we want to hold you accountable, uh, police department, is it Gastonia, North Carolina. We we need some accountability from y'all. We need to find out. We need a DA to, to go investigate and give this mother 
um, which she right, rightfully um, deserves to have from you is some accountability by arresting and charging those two officers with shooting her son. Sure. We need. And so those that are listening to us and you're saying, yeah, well, you know, this, that, and the third, trust me, it might not be your family this week. And even if it never is your family, thank goodness, right? If it never is your family. But think about all the families that have to suffer like this. Mm-hmm. In this country where we so-called say, you know, we have the, these freedoms. We, we're not free when we, when we have police departments um, treating us like uh, less than human beings. That's not a definition of freedom. So we need to stop this. And the only way we stop this is by holding people accountable. That's the only way it stops. And we have to do the work to hold people account. It takes work. It's also, like I said, to actually all to please call the district attorney because this goes beyond the police departments. The district attorney is one who has the power and control of it right now as far as the case is concerned. Um, y'all, please, the, there's power and numbers. Mm-hmm. It takes two seconds, well, maybe five minutes, seriously, to call. But, you know, you're breathing, you're living. You know, this mom is asking you all to take two minutes out of your day tomorrow just to call district attorney tomorrow in regards to Jason's case. Just please do it. No, just do it tomorrow. Keep doing it. Until the family gets answers. And when it, it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again until we, the people, begin to take our power back. we got to take our power back and start to take a baby step. So here's the step you can take tomorrow. Yeah. All right, well, that's all I got for tonight. Uh, my dog, y'all. I'm sorry. Y'all know these two people got to on fireworks going on. So, anyway, Thelma, it has been um, really wonderful talking to you. Uh, we will make sure to post a flyer for the call action tonight. Um, I'm not going to call tomorrow. We're going to also add it. We have a call action on Santa Claus tomorrow as well. We also have a running call action, like a spreadsheet we have on here as well. We're going to add his name to that so that people can just click on the call action button, click on the number. From your smartphone, it should dial the number. So if you don't got no excuse, that's why not to call. Um, Del, I think your son, you called him Hollywood. Was that right? Yes, Hollywood. Call him Team Hollywood. Hollywood. Team. Team Hollywood. Was he a fly guy? I didn't hear you. Was he a fly guy? He tried to be. He did. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, right, well, we team Hollywood over here, y'all. Hollywood. Team Hollywood over here, that's right. So what we'll do is tomorrow, we'll be sure to make that phone call. You guys, please do the same thing as well. Um, look out next week for us, another podcast episode at 9 o'clock. Um, in the meantime, be sure to, on the other days, we apply pressure. There's a call of action that is listed on this page. Uh, I think she'll be the 11th person on this call of action. You can call different, different ways you can call to apply pressure to fight for justice. Right. Fight for justice. Justice for Jason. Justice for Jason. Yeah. Justice for Jason. Yes. Yes. Thank you guys so much. You're welcome. Until next time, this has been Life After the Impact. Peace and blessings. Oh, it's we. Hey, y'all. It's we. It's we. You know, y'all yeah. getting some some more motivation because, like I say, I, I I'm a little bit down the road and I'm looking for some other young folks to step up that we can pass the baton to because this is a generational fight. 
Yeah. Generational fight. Yes, it is. And we have to always have to be involved in this. We all have to be involved. So if you can't give a dollar, give, come to the meetings. Listen That's to right. the podcast, you know. Share the flyers. Yeah, share the flyers. Just make mm -hmm. it known that you care, that you mm -hmm. care, that you care. Mm -hmm.